Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the Film Vault. That is Anderson. I'm Brian Bishop. We're your hosts for today. Oh, we're going to flip fast the big, sexy Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, a listener-assigned film that uh, helps fill in a blind spot. Oh, does it ever. Does it ever. Hey, we, did we do mic checks? Yeah. Or, uh, we, got, we got okay sounds uh, over there. Good. Yeah, we're doing Yeah, fine. all right. We're doing fine. Yeah, Brian. Uh, let's How talk. Are you, let's talk some movies today. Let's talk movies. I'm excited to uh, bring the. Li- also, I have one that I think you already watched, so I can fill in some blank spots. All I right. got a couple that I know you've watched. One you've already flicked fast, uh, but uh, I've been is meaning it, to get it off it the Mario? books. Is it's it close, the, close to Mario. Is so, it the Super Mario Bros? I don't. We're not going to put it in the title because it's not going to. Uh, Attract any of enthusiasm? How do you know? It's not going to bring in ears. I don't. I don't believe so. I think that the, our ardent listeners are not going to be that pleased. However, I need to get off the books and I need to, <laughs> I need to get the uh, get to the bottom of, of 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 puss and his boots. So. Oh, I was we'll going. That was my we'll second. Blind people, people are uh, excited for this. It's been months since I've seen it, so that was kind of the test too. I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go off of what I remember, which. Since you saw it the first time? Not a whole. Oh. <laughs> the only time, Brian. Uh, and then also, I'd like to talk a little Judy Bloom with you if you're down. I, I know that you had teased that a couple weeks ago. I, I'm down with some Judy Bloom talk oh. if, you'd, if you'd like. So uh, that, but uh, namely, uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, thanks to Tyler Booth, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, the final installment of the uh, trilogy. Guardians trilogy, correct. Yes. Excited for that. Hey, do you have a website for your movie? Uh, um the, the yes. loaded for bear loaded for bear doc.com yeah. and uh you guys are all being so far the the people that have come in have come in big and you're really helping uh this endeavor move forward and uh i, w- I just went on and on about it on uh, i got a movie to make uh loaded for bear let's make this movie that's the long title it's not really called that it's just let's make this movie but yeah it's uh, i'm i'm in my head a lot brian as you know understood that's you've, it's you you've worked with me for a while that's right and uh, I always, I always, I usually, especially the things that matter, that are important to me, I'll, I'll run the worst case scenario okay. uh, in my head. Sure. Repeatedly sometimes. It's important. You want, I mean, you're starting on an adventure. You want to know what, uh, what's the, what's the floor for this? What's right. The floor? And I've been doing it my entire life and uh, Jillian does not like this at all, but uh, it works for me and there's no changing it. I, I know that I'd have to do probably years of therapy to actually move away from this because it's so instinctive for me. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't okay. think it is. It can be, especially okay. if you're. Well, my, don't dwell on it, but you should be aware. Like, okay, if this fails epically, here's what we're looking at. Yeah, and here's how I approach it, and here's what you know, Plan B, C, and D are. Jillian doesn't like it. She has to, you know, hear me say it. Okay, so it sounds her. like you dwell on it. 
No, but like it's I, I'll do what I do in my head, but sometimes I'll voice it. Like if we're going somewhere, I'm like, if the line's gonna be like an hour long, honey, and we're driving all this way, we should figure out something else. And she's like, Why are you why are you assuming that it's gonna be an hour long? I'm like, I'm not. I'm just saying, like if it is You and I are the same okay. way. No, right. exactly. She likes to go in thinking like the line's not gonna exist. We're gonna go in, get out with what we want. The, the bill's gonna be calmed. A yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tell she, me you tell me this makes sense. We uh went to a uh uh Christmas uh thing, Christmas um what Gathering. Yeah, no, no, um, Party. Pageant. <laughs> no, it's like at a park Coronation. and there's a Santa and there's a whole a Christmas festival type thing uh, with uh, Chrissy's parents and Tessa last year. And we showed up and they got the time. Someone got the time wrong. It's not important who, but it wouldn't open for like another two and a half hours. Was it Tessa? One of the ladies did. We was got it, there at was two. Was it Tessa? No, it was not Tessa. Tessa was innocent in this. We got there at two. It opened at 430. And I said immediately, this is our window. This is our window to go to a restaurant to enjoy, to watch some college football, to have a beer. Everyone wants to, to do that. And everyone's like, no, let's just wait. Mm. So guess what we did? You waited. Waited for two and a half hours. Very different from what I'm yeah, talking park. about. But yeah. I mean, if you had already had plan B set up, True. so and agreed upon, but and I'm they would have said, oh, that's not going to happen, so I'll, I'll agree upon plan B. But I'm saying you're trying to yeah. avoid that. See, yeah, that's exactly. where you go, I, I think I left the keys in the car and you just walk around. Yeah, all I, hear is <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. Tires. I'm going to go find a bathroom. Uh, I'm on the phone with AAA right now. I got yeah. <laughs> to meet the guy. It's a new service. You get 10% off. So, what, yeah, what I was saying is just uh, before, you know, for the last couple of years since I've known that this was the plan, mm -hmm. uh, I've been running in my head, not, you know, obsessively, but once the campaign begins, I do the same thing with groupers. Like, what if, like, you know, $100 comes in or $75 comes in and then it just stops? Mm -hmm. It would be very embarrassing and uh, it'd be very sad because the ideas and the plans that I have, that we all have for this project are, are massive and, and big and, Indeed. and good. Like, the, it's yeah. for the, you know, worthwhile. Worthwhile, yes. So, uh, that is no longer uh, going through my head at all now oh, good. that, uh, you know, there's actual money coming in the door. You're in the range. You feel comfortable. Have you flipped the uh, script yet and gone around the corner and thought, oh, fuck, now it has to be good? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> that is the worst when you have it on both ends. No, of course. Uh, they know no this. one's going to support it. And then on the other end, you go, oh, fuck, people support it. It's, it's got to be good. <laughs> it's good, though, because the pressure's on. And yeah, of course, I've had a couple. Of, usually it's when I first wake up and I'll start thinking about it. And I'm still like groggy and I'm half asleep. And I'll start trying to like improve upon it when I'm before I'm even out of bed I'm like yeah and then I start panicking because my brain is so groggy I'm like what are you doing do stop thinking about the project when you first wake up because you're not in the right mindset right yeah but yeah I've had a couple of moments of like oh my god what am I doing but that you know the fear always sets in when you first wake up and then you wake up and you, you get your feet under you and you're and you're good to go but get that coffee I yeah, and I talked a little bit more about it on uh, let's make this movie about uh, the, the the broadest plan of all is to actually uh, get a legacy going for uh, the woman who runs his acting class nice. and to have not only the name of, of what she does over there, but also the way she does it uh, expand into various places and, and have some, some systems in place that will ensure that it's going to continue to grow and move forward a year for years to come. That's, that's it's a noble goal. It's, it's an exciting goal. And uh, you know, it, it's all kind of, as far as the plan, it's all falling into place so far. So, and due in large part to the people that have come in and really helped uh, make not one, but ultimately two movies as well as a, a legacy. So, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who has given. Uh, you can find more about it on loadedforbeardoc.com. It's exciting. And uh, why did you want to bring that up? Brian? Because you were trying to get a website name from uh, that fucker. Yeah, uh, listener Jeffrey Covey, uh, he he reached out to the person that owns loadedforbear.com, who's not a fucker, but 
I, I, I talked a little bit about it uh, last week, how I put my foot in my mouth and I sent an email back to Jeffrey and saying, oh, so this is the, na- the fucker's name that owns this website. Because you always get mad when you're trying to get a URL. I don't know if, I imagine a lot of you yes, have done that. I've been through the exact same thing. And you see that it's owned and you're like, ah, oh, and, they're, and they're not doing anything with yeah. it. And there's a little bit of ire there. So that's all it came from. But of course, the guy, the fucker that owns it saw that email and uh, now- Has since become a fucker. He's just dark now. He didn't, oh. I, I sent him an e- email- I, uh, a couple of emails. I, I left him a phone, mm. a voicemail. And then I was talking about it on the after disaster and Corano's like, ah, I totally get it. I, I would totally blow you off as mm. well. If I was that guy, I'm like, really? What? Curiosity wouldn't get the best of mm. huh. Anyways, it's not that important. Ultimately, Jeffrey, thank you for doing that. Ultimately though, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with somebody else pointing to our site, especially for everything that we're trying to do. I, I don't like you being able to just turn. And then what I'm going to do, like, plug loaded for bear.com for the next, you know, six months. And then it's not that anymore because this guy decides to Uh, make his dreams come true. (laughs) I am in the same boat as you, where you said you'll be monitoring that for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. I'm curious what that's, what that's meant to be. If I had to guess nothing comes of loaded for bear.com ever. If I had to, if I had to put some money down right now, I bet loadedforbear.com, he lets it lapse like three or four years from now and just nothing comes of it. Mm. But I, I hope somehow it's a household name. I don't know what that scenario would be, but I, I just love the idea. It's the new Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> when Twitter goes well. Twitter meets Bass Pro Shop. It's just, you know, corners of market on the Bass. <laughs> Bass I've been to a Bass Shop. Pro Shop. I just was at one a couple months ago, six, six weeks ago. I think right outside of Vegas. I can't remember. We travel oh. a lot for the uh, the business for sure. Addie's Antiques. Oh, that's the big pyramid, right? Isn't no, no. that the crazy one? That's in, that's the one I've been to. That's in Memphis. That really? used to be the University of Memphis's basketball stadium, okay. and it's a pyramid. It's a glass pyramid, <laughs> and they turned it into a fucking like four story bass pro shop. It's we incredible. A, we got a pyramid at Long Beach State University, which is where I went. CSULB. Mm-hmm. We got a big blue pyramid. I used to work out there. There was a nice. gym. Frog's Gym was in the. Uh, I don't really? know if it's still there. And then you could overlook and watch the. Uh, the volleyball team practice on Pretty the good. court there. Yeah, they, it's Pretty a stadium, good. I guess. All right, what are we doing? We should be talking about movies. We should it's be. a big, fat, juicy week to talk about films. Oh, better enjoy it. Next week's a little bereft. No. Bere- not this this coming week. It's the three yeah. movies. It's uh, May 12th has three movies that are on I'm my talk- top five summer. <clears throat> that can't be right. It's 100% right. I don't know how I'm going to uh, make make this work, actually. This might be a problem. Why? Are you, are you confused? Uh, we got uh, Fool's Paradise coming out, Blackberry, as well as still a Michael J. Fox uh, movie, which is a documentary about, get this, Michael J. Fox. All three of those movies come out on May 12th. I want to see all three of them. They're all on my uh, my, my summer preview list. So I don't know what you're talking about. No, you know, I, was, I was fooled by my normally reliable um, box office mojo. Mm. Only Blackberry is listed as coming out. They don't list uh, Fool's Paradise or... Uh, uh, the Michael Pro- J. Fox film. Probably limited, but uh, Blackberry is Outrageous. a new type, of, new type of movie, which we might be seeing now, where it's like products get a biopic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's we just like had Tetris a, yeah. a couple few weeks ago, and now Blackberry and- uh, No, the one in between. Air. Network. Air. 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 Like these products are being celebrated. That's right. Right? These corporations are celebrating their product through biopics of their products. That's interesting. This yeah. is a real wave. I might hate them all before <laughs> before long. That's usually the how they do it, right? They just wear you down and yeah. tell you, oh, Jesus Christ. We've run out of people to do biopics for, and now we're going to do... Yeah. The All musician right. one didn't go as long as I thought. You know, the first one I saw that I absolutely loved was uh, Who Killed the Electric Car. 
That was a biopic about the electric car way back when. I guess it was, wasn't. A, I think it was like 2005. I remember no, being no, I, so enraged, Brian. I lived like three miles away from the theater where I was seeing uh, Who Killed the Electric Car. And I, I I didn't do it, but I thought about it. I'm like, I really wanted to just walk home, not drive that gas-guzzling fucking car. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember. Was it about one specific company's electric car or was yeah. it about the technology? It was about the original ones. Remember the ones we yeah, saw yeah. like no, a I long remember. time ago and they looked awful. They looked like uh, they belonged in Europe and they had like the covers well, over the yeah, back wheels. Weird box things. Yeah. You still yeah. see them every now and again, but they, the, the movie's fantastic. It's called who killed electric car. There's actually a sequel as well. It wasn't as good, but, uh, companies got together and they actually went out and rounded them up, bought them and just crushed them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Danny DeVito was pissed. The history of Los Angeles itself is uh, fantastic. I think they get into that as well oh, really? on, uh, so much drive. I believe it was Goodyear that, that came in and they, uh, pretty much destroyed all of our public trans transit. We had like the best we're on pace to have the best public transit really? in the entire world. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. And they're like, no, let's turn this into a driving uh, town so that we could sell more tires and ultimately more gas. Yeah. We get screwed as the people quite, quite often guys. I think we're aware. That, of that, that's the, that's the bottom line. Can we do a little fan flex? Oh, and this, and then if we have time either on this episode or next episode, I'm going to read an email from, from Giovanni. <laughs> Please keep me honest. Have you read this email? I, uh, the one that I, I re- have not yet. And then Brian prompted me that you would be reading it. So I, I've, I've saved my reaction for the show. I was laughing so hard. I was, I was crying a little bit and then I, I took the chance and I had Jillian read it. She too was amused, which I was happy with. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing where if you have no context, it's funny at all because it's tragic. It's like the worst tragedy it's you can imagine. Tragic. But Giovanni paints his past. I don't know how much embellishment is there, but the way that he paints his past, he is the most victimized human being in the history of the world. His his backstory is that of a of a supervillain. An origin story. Yeah, to like supervillain. how they became yeah, how they yes. became like so angry yeah. with the world. Yes, I'm not saying yes. he is, which he might be. I'm he, just he saying may, he might be it on his is way. what you would see in. It's like Unbreakable, it's like Mr. Glass, where he's just got the clippings and the... Imagine Joker had an origin story that was funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Giovanni is... He might be, I, he, I, I keep going, Gio, I know you're probably listening. I keep, for those of you who might be... in the next room. For those of you who might... You have to do a wellness check if he wasn't. He's outside with a stethoscope against the wall. Be familiar with Giovanni. Giovanni is uh, a super fan Giovanni. started Mm -hmm. with uh, Corolla. He's a super fan of many, many things. And I I think that if he was tested, I think he might be genius level. Oh, he retains an incredible amount of information. He is one of the smartest people I know. And he has a real knack for writing. And especially when he's writing about his checkered or his, not checkered, but his, his tragic past. Sorted. (laughs) <laughs> and I cannot wait to read you the email of, of 10 year old Giovanni. The reason why Giovanni no longer dances. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, gremlins and that's why I hate Christmas. Yes. It is almost on par with that story. So yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Giovanni lives on in my household. He's the one who, uh, Gio Johnny. Yeah. He, he had me, uh, watched, begin watching the Spider-Man, uh, uh, mm-hmm. cartoons with Atticus, which we're well, we, we watched hundreds of episodes now. Thanks to Giovanni's pushing. And, uh, also, uh, he's given gifts to, to, to Atticus to the point that uh, he's like lore in Atticus's mind. He named his first and only pet, uh, which is a little betta fish. Uh, Atticus named it, uh, Captain Gio Johnny. Cause he That's thinks good. Giovanni's name That's is good. Gio Johnny, which is adorable. Yeah, I mean, he might want to legally change it. That's pretty good. <laughs> Gio Johnny's not bad. <laughs> Gio Johnny's very good. That's right. All right. So let's talk fan action. Yeah. What have the people seen? Fan fiction compiled by the Mitch Burns. Greendale Grizzlies. Oh, 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 there we go. 
Is it all working? Everything seems to be Greendale Grizzlies on Reddit. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Emotional, exciting, funny, and undoubtedly a James Gunn movie. Love the intimate nature of the mission, which gave our heroes a well-deserved send-off and probably the best trilogy in the MCU. Four out of five. Top five MCU trilogies next week. There's still Deadpool 3 to come. Zesty Close Dig on Reddit. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, pretty emotionally heavy, at least for a Marvel movie. I liked it, but unlike just about every other Marvel movie or superhero movie, I wouldn't describe it as fun. Oh. Maybe just the mood I'm in. Good to see they wrapped up the trilogy before they ran the characters into the ground. I'd be happy enough to see Pratt return again in a solo project. What do we think the FTV score for Guardians is? I'll bet it's high. 80, 85. I'm going like 90-ish. 92. Oh, Nice. Christine W. on Facebook. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Cute. I think it was uh, an all-female crowd in my small theater, and there were a lot of laughs. Pretty straightforward coming-of-age movie for women who are nostalgic for their tween years. I was more in the mood for Renfield, but there was only one <laughs> showing that that day. Grr. There were a lot of blood in both. At SLC Movie Junkie on Twitter. I saw a pre-screening of Hypnotic from Robert Rodriguez starring Ben Affleck. Uh. I really enjoyed it. It's a sci-fi movie with some crazy stuff. I especially enjoy the many Easter eggs referencing Rodriguez Tarantino's past movies, mm. like the joke from Desperado. His best question mm. mark? No, but uh. thumbs up. Mm. And from His best the Mitch, <laughs> no. <laughs> and from the aforementioned Mitch Burns. Thanks to Anderson, I spent my entire showing of Sisu comparing it to John Wick Four and defending John Wick in my mind. Oh no, I liked it, but I need to rewatch it and not think of Anderson. Lol. Usually good to do that. Not think of me while watching. Not think of anything other than the movie. That's usually the yeah. The if your mind's drifting to uh, to podcast hosts. I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I, I personally made a terrible mistake in my watching this past week. Oh, you yeah. did. I listened to a certain co-host of the show. Oh, no. Who recommended a movie that is streaming on Peacock. It was written and directed by one uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Mm, oh. That's not me. Mm. I'm uh, off the hook. Cabin in the Woods, sweet. I saw a little knock at the cabin. Oh, that's right, mm-hmm. knock at the cabin in the woods. I had not seen a single frame of the trailer. Uh, I was hoping to be surprised and was not every single second <laughs> proceeded as I would have guessed <laughs> until the very end. Uh-huh. And he didn't even have do me the service of giving me a twist. It was the one that time is the twist. I was praying for there to be a twist. I was going, please, please try something. Please let it not just be exactly what I thought. Right. And then it just stands. And I went, he got that's the God. ultimate that twist. twist. Sometimes no fucking twist. Sometimes it's the twist. You don't play oh uh, huh? he got me that might come into play with this week's uh, top five uh, yeah. irresponsible gun owning scenes gum handling Handle. gun handling scenes yeah I, it might be sometimes it's the it's the it's the note guns you don't play right? but i also saw bo is afraid and oh there is a lot so much to talk going about. on there so much to talk i made a declaration that's probably false that I'm going to be going to back back to, to for more bo is afraid i want to go see that fucker in the theater again i have no idea what he was trying to say it had something I, to do with parenting? I, I, I guess. I did enjoy the graffiti throughout the film, uh, one of which was just a man sucking his own dick. Yes, and with, with the subtext, don't mind if I do. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that and laughed out loud when I saw there was. I had no idea Ari Aster was funny. He is fucking uh, hilarious. 
Oh, I like that movie a lot. Uh, I want to say love, but did it fall off for you a little bit when it, it, when I it just, went to the woods? Yeah, I, I was really in on the first half, maybe even two thirds. Yeah, or the family stuff, the first stuff where he's living by himself in the city, the second stuff where he's living in the suburbs with the family, oh, and then excellent. he goes into the world. And even woods. then, I'm kind of going, okay, where there's the more fanciful sequence, and I'm going, okay, and then it just... You're talking about the woods? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's some good stuff in the woods, but it was starting to lose you. Much like... Uh, uh, lobster, the lobster. lobster yeah. yeah, they go in the woods there and they kind of lost us the as well. The woods is where it all fell apart. It's not the right phrase, but I could have used a little more, a little more spoon feeding. Just a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Just a spoon. Well, maybe that's what a second and third viewing's for. There were no spoons. And I'm not sure if there's any spoons to be had in the him, future. Him racing to his front door and just uh, to save his own life. And then once he gets in, oh. just like acting as though it's normal because that's what he does every single day, we're led to believe, when Tattoo uh. Man is chasing him down. Was so fucking fun. Nathan Lane was fucking Nathan Lane rules. astounding. Yeah. This might be one of my favorite movies of the year. <laughs> by, the, by the time everything's said and done, I might be talking about this uh, in the vault he's next. Wow. Hey, how you doing, my brother? <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> he's so just placating left and right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bo's afraid. Highly recommend. Joaquin Phoenix might come up on the next episode. Oh, yeah? Mm. 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 Okay. Let's uh, Better than knock at the cabin. Don't knock. Go see Bo. <laughs> Well, I bet you watch targets and even the playing field. Okay. Now I'm afraid Brian's maybe gone shy. Brian. I got a lot of recs. All right, let's talk uh, guardians of the galaxy. You want to lead off with big sexy? Why not? Well, first a friend of the show has come up on the show before. Geo Johnny. Geo Johnny. Mm. Uh, recommended. Nay, insisted. That we watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2.5, a.k.a. the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I did. Mm. Oh, I heard good things about this. It's good. He called it, quote, essential viewing. Mm. Damn. That's that's Gio. He's colorful with the words. Indeed. Doesn't hold back. And he also is, um, I believe he's all in on certain aspects of the MCU. Certain aspects. Certain aspects. Like there's things that just say M on them that he's into because it, it the possibility might be that it says Arvel afterwards. 3M is his favorite brand. <laughs> he went to Macy's just the other day. Just in case. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special came out in 2022. Written and directed by James Gunn and uh, stars everyone you'd expect uh, in one of these. Plus, it's not really... This is the holiday special that came out last, I guess, November, December. November, yeah, Thanksgiving time. I, okay, you guys tell me. There is a... No, you can talk about Kevin Bacon all you want. Okay, Kevin Bacon, good. Because he is introduced in the first act of this 45-minute uh, uh, romp. Mm-hmm. And it is a romp. It's fun. It's 45 minutes long. It feels... It, it zips by this thing. I thought it was like 20 minutes when yeah, it was over. Yeah, it does go by fast. Um, oh, you saw this. Mm-hmm. You didn't talk about it, though. No. Okay. Ninety-two uh, percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score. Disney Plus is where you can stream this, of course. Uh, essential viewing, according to Giovanni. I want to say that I wouldn't call it essential. I feel like I was able to follow Guardians three just fine. Okay. Now, sorry, MCU nerds. Uh, which nerds in the longer pejorative, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's some people uh, wear that badge with. with- I think there's tattoos of that. Okay. So yeah, uh, when I call you nerds, I just, I mean that you know way more about the MCU than I do. Uh, and Gio, please, I don't need a long email explaining because I'm just, it's just a, a simple question here. Uh, the family matter that occurs that mm-hmm. is stated as fact in Galaxy right. Guardian Guys Holiday, Volume yeah. and Girls Volume 3. Uh, the one that's in the actual movie, the Volume 3, 
where there's like brother sister action mm -hmm. going on. Not action isn't like, you know, like taboo, right. but like, they know. like we're, cause there's a lot of things that I don't remember volume two. I, it's been a long time since yeah. I saw volume two. I didn't go rewatch it. We're watching television uh, episodes right. with like three years, three in, between years in between now. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm not, I'm not giving you more time by going and watching catch up stuff. I barely do that with succession when it comes back, uh, you know, and that's one of my favorite shows. I'm not going to go back and rewatch volume two guys. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to watch I'm a nerd succession. tell me what, what Fair. I need to know. So I was a little lost. Like, why isn't this person there? They must be dead. Probably happened the last one. Why is she there? And then there was like a brother sister angle. Mm. And I don't think that you know about that unless you watched um, this, this special, this holiday special. I guess so. And then also they introduced the space dog. Apparently that's the first time you see space dog is okay. in the holiday special. But It's sounding fairly essential. <laughs> but I mean, space dog, you, you can I catch up. I watched these out of order. Because I, I, I took... Uh, Geo's heating as well, and I watched it with Atticus. I watched the uh, the holiday special. It felt weird watching a Christmas special in May. I'm gonna be honest. There's also two full musical numbers, yep. so like uh, the actual content is 28 minutes. Mm. Fuck, ish. It's not essential, but it goes down smooth. I was gonna fun. say, you're not I've a waste. Heard, yeah, it's not a waste drags. of your time. It's enjoyable. Atticus was very concerned and very worried. He realized he was watching something that was a little bit above his pay his pay grade mm -hmm. at the, at this age, and he was covering his face. I'm like, but they're not going to kill. They're like, he's like, oh, they're totally going to kill him. I'm like, they're not going to kill Kevin Bacon, Atticus. You can relax. <laughs> they're wearing Santa hats, yeah, <laughs> and sweaters. And and he was there was some laugh out loud moments from Batista, which he, it's just the that best. Is what role. I heard is that Drax is Drax shines in. enjoyable, such yeah. a great character, very enjoyable. He's the only the star of Cabin in the Woods. Can I say this? And unfunny in Cabin of the Woods, not funny. Am Wasted. I, Way off mark when I say that Drax is the only oh, character. Knock at the cabin. We keep making that mistake. I, I was intentional. Maybe Star-Lord to a lesser degree, but Drax is the only character that really nails the note for me. Rocket's voice just never really sounded. I mean, I know it's made partially for kids or younger people, but it just, it seems put on. It seems cartoony. None of the, the characters really nail the note that I think they're going for at least what I would want to see, except for Drax. You know, it's funny. I think I thought that up until this movie, number the volume three, not the holiday special, because I was thinking about like Drax is the only character I really, really like enjoy. But then I was thinking about Nebula's almost Giovanni esque like <laughs> dower my take my, on yeah, the my world. father replaced my eyes as a form of torture. Yeah. <laughs> I find that to be funny. Mantis, Mantis is, is a, great in Mantis two. is a one note character, but that note's good. I don't know. Is it? It's very high in, pitch. In two, it was very. She's very good. Yeah. I just rewatched last week. Huh. Okay. So you did the homework. Yes. Well, I haven't watched the Christmas yet, so. The first half of, are we are we beyond the Christmas one? Sure. Should we talk about it? Or? Sure. I mean, we can. It's it's, it's fun. It's straightforward. And, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a silly run. It almost feels like a play, like oh, your kids would put on. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's very. Um, but it's high production value. Don't let. Oh, that for sure. No, sorry. It's what I mean is like multi million dollars. The, the plot is absurd. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, Quill uh, is feeling a little low at Christmas time, so his friends rally around, travel to Earth, kidnap his favorite childhood hero, Kevin Bacon, mm -hmm. uh, his favorite protagonist, and bring him back as a gift, which Quill uh, assures them you cannot give a human. You know what gift. I would have liked a little bit more is if uh, Kevin Bacon is very affable, and even when these two creature weird weirdos are mm -hmm. are bothering him on Christmas Eve, as as you'll be led to believe, coming like coming broaching his. His private property, knocking on the door. First of all, they ring the doorbell, like the video doorbell, and he's very affable and nice. Hey, guys, please yeah, leave. It's inappropriate. And then they, they're knocking the door. He's still fairly chill until they break into the house, and I think that's when he really freaks out. I would have liked to see a dick version of him. You know what I mean? Like, you know how they do that? Sure. Like, they play themselves as assholes. Yeah. 
Like he obviously said, I'll, I'll do this, but I want to be like cool. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen like a, like a, like okay, a, this a Rick is Dalton the version. version. Like a beat it. A Rick Dalton. Like I, I pay <laughs> property taxes up the butt for this. Holding his margarita. Yeah. Yeah, she's like drunk alone at yeah. home with no family. Like that would have been more fun for me. Surrounded by bottles. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, that's what I wanted. But hey, I didn't get still fun. It's still and fun. I guess borderline essential. I mean, no, I, I was able to follow number three pretty easily. <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> sure. that watching volume two probably would have filled in some more. Guy. Like there's, there's people like whistle, whistle arrow guy. Like mm. I'm like, what, where is it? I, I was look. Oh, I, Yandu, he died. I thought apparently spoilers. I Jeez. forget. Well, number two. All right, because I'm not completely. I'm not. I, I haven't bought into MCU yet. I'm still waiting for that to take hold. <laughs> Give it time. You're gonna enjoy it right, right when it goes away. All right, let's talk about Volume Three. Let's talk about Volume okay, Three. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is the big sexy movie of the week. A 2023 film in theaters now, directed by, written by James Gunn, starring. Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Palm, fuck, I read this last night, The Mantis, Clement, Clement, Clement Leaf? No, you got Clement it. Leaf? That's exactly how she says it. Clementif. Clementif. Oh, she says it that way, I think. Too. Oh, okay. Will Poulter. <laughs> you still have a scene where the Millers. No, I don't need to. I'm good. Well, maybe I'll watch along this nah, one. I'm fine. Will Poulter from Where the Millers. Uh, Sean Gunn, Ch- fuck, Chuck Woody, Nathan Fillon and Sylvester Stallone. 82% of Rotten Tomatoes is in theaters now. What are your thoughts on uh, Guardians Volume 3? Uh, Surprisingly empty theater when I saw it. Hmm, that I is mean, surprising. It was an off time, but for these big movies, they're usually pretty on, especially full. with it being maybe the kids aren't out enough yet. Yeah, my possibly. theater was a late night Sunday night and it was pretty packed. Okay. So I'm not worried about the MCU. Uh, <laughs> They'll be just fine. I, I like this franchise more than uh, others for sure. Uh, usually they have more for me in there. Uh, and I was kind of three star in this movie till about the halfway point. There was many things that were bugging me that oh, just seemed d- dumbed down straight to four. And then it went up to like four, four and a half, maybe by the time yeah. it's it's over. Like halfway like, through the movie, I, there were so many punches pulled. There was so much, just like the, some of the, the insults back and forth just mm-hmm. seemed like playground stuff from 10 years ago. Some of the dialogue was just stale and just it, some of the, it just wasn't really hitting on all cylinders until they actually went into the, the science lab. This ultimately became, I don't, I don't know if you remember Frankenstein's Army, which was about, uh, this this got a whole lot of Nazi stuff going on to it, right? Sure, it's got a whole eugenics and yeah, yeah. And it's there's this there's a small B like exploitative exploitation uh, um, horror film from a few years ago that I was very excited about. Great fucking trailer, but the movie doesn't really hold its own. But it's called Frankenstein's Army, and it's it's about like the Nazis were doing all of these crazy experiments, which they were, but. Uh, that's what Frankenstein's army is all about is these hapless uh, mm. military uh, come across this lab and then they have to fight all these crazy creatures. So similar to like a uh, toy story where Sid's uh, can't not think about yeah. toy story when you're Sid's assembled one, army, when you see rockets, mm. little uh, uh, lab friends, right? Mm. Which I appreciate very much. Cause uh, how much can we actually say here? But he's got these friends. He's, we get his, or it's his origin Doctor, story. Yeah. It's his backstory. And we realize that 
because I think some iteration of Spider-Man I was watching or something, he's a, he's a alien that just happens to look like a raccoon or maybe that's the story he tells people because mm. he's embarrassed of his backstory. I don't know. But we see that he was created in a lab early on in the movie. I'm not giving anything away. They definitely alluded to it. I think Guardians 1 where he talked about being poked and prodded and experimented on. So you got, you got a hint of that. But this is the story. This is the story. And then you see like obviously there's other animals that are being uh, experimented upon and the the main group of friends he's got three friends in there and I'll, we'll leave it at that these are not marketable no 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 kid is going to sleep with this plush mcdonald's is not doing a stuffy they can what they got the other characters mm. but there was plenty of opportunity to mark merchant merch this stuff right market this stuff and i soft pedal it really like the fact that obviously james gunn I mean, you know there was conversations mm. you know that can we make it cute yes can we make it cute they went out of their way to make these things uncute uh, there's a certain creature that has uh, clockwork orange eyes going on. That's which, right. Uh, his, his eyes are forever open uh, due to experiments. It was not hard for me to get on the strain and hate all of the uh, the scientists. Mm. They they went the extra length to make them, them even mm. more atrocious and despicable. Mm. But I mean, as soon as I saw that there's any kind of experimentation and plus where they kept these animals, right. I'm like, I, I want to. I would like to peel their skin off myself. Like I would enjoy that. Mm. I would. I would. Well, like Rocket to did that. So. I, I really did like it once it started getting even darker and uh, it seems like some of that bad dialogue that was bothering me at least at first, like there's one, I don't even, I don't, I'm bad with the characters' names and whatnot, but like douche something or else was things that were supposed to be funny that just felt, you know, like when you're at a party and someone says something funny, but no one really knows each other. So everyone laughs. It was like that. Yeah, yeah. It felt like that in the theater. And people I were kind of forced laughing some of this stuff. Do you think subliminally we as viewers, I was wondering this myself, I've been my, my 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 mind my expectations have been stretched for James Gunn vis-a-vis uh, Suicide Squad, yeah. which was more of an I think it was a rated R, right? It was pretty yeah. it was pretty violent. Whereas this is more for kids, and it's you know P thirteen or whatever. Were we expecting subliminally, almost subconsciously, something different? Yeah, I think so. With with James Gunn now, I it's the Suicide Squad, and yes, it it is R rated, uh, and. Yeah, whenever James Gunn now, especially now, because mm. we know what he's capable of. Mm. When we did as well with Super, I think sure. from way back when, right? We still got to see, we got to see Slither, Peacemaker. Uh, but there's a scene, and I can, and I thought about this quite a bit. I'm allowed to talk about it. I'm not giving anything away. Please. But all these movies have. Oh, you can't do that. Sorry. All these movies have. Usually, it's the reaction shot that I mm. really get bothered by. Like it'll be a character you've never seen before, and they'll be reacting to something that is already there on the screen. In this case, it was a large number of things coming in one direction. Mm-hmm. And you're already feeling it because it's done right. But yeah. then just to make sure they give you that Spielberg moment where mm-hmm. they show a character who you've never reacting. even seen before yeah. reacting to <gasps> it. Just letting you yeah. know. She actually said audibly, whoa. <laughs> and in that moment, I'm thinking, this is what's wrong with this fucking movie. It doesn't need these things. And I'm surprised that James Gunn would actually put these in there. Moments later, her face is being ripped apart. And I think that that was James Gunn saying, yeah, I hate it too. I took that to mean that. I don't know if I'm, I'm making shit up. I can see that. But there's no need for that. And she was innocent. Like she was one of the good people and her face has been now being ripped apart and it's not bloody or anything, but you can see that she's undergoing some trauma. Yeah. And I, and I have to imagine that that was intentional. Okay. I didn't think about that, but you're right. That that Do you remember the scene I'm talking about? Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. It was played for laughs, but I think there might've been a little bit more behind it. So I think that, yeah, you would see him pop up and you would see him really take charge. And then you would see like Marvel and Disney take charge for a while. It was one of those. Do you think you'll be in on James Gunn's DCU? Yeah. If it's anything anything like the Suicide Squad, I'm in. 
do we think there's a chance it'll all it'll all be like can it because i'm well cautiously I, optimistic it's just been so bad for so long i think the suicide squad exists as a singularly comic voice i don't think they know like batman or superman but if it's if it's if it's anything other than Schneider style, mm. you know, yeah. I kept thinking of that too. Like when I was watching this one, I'm like, this is so different than like what they're tr- DC's trying to find their footing. They're trying to find yeah. you know the right tone, yeah. and that's hard when you're a lot of similarities too to Nausicaa, the uh, the Valley of the Wind, which we're going to be talking about here in a minute, as far mm. as creatures and true. Uh, abominations that were scientifically invented, yeah, right? Yeah, they were uh, uh, created rather than uh, evolved. Yeah, but like War Pig, I could have seen an entire movie with just War Pig talking about uh, Guardians again. He was one of the uh, the guards. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. One of the, yeah. There was a whole lot of fun here. It is. There was a lot of fun. You know what's weird? I don't know if you, maybe I'm the only, I picked up on this. I don't know. Did you, see, did you notice there were some odd clunky transitions between scenes? Did that ever occur to you? I saw, I saw a lot of clunk, nothing specifically that I can be like, oh yeah, like when this happened, but yeah, there was, especially in the first half of the movie, and it seemed to kind of find its way in the second half, which is, you see that sometimes, but I wa- was there anything specific you can- The only one that, that I remember specifically when I made the note in my head, like, that was a weird, tra- look, when, there was a, remember there was an action sequence where all the guardians are in like a hallway, and they're fighting in like slow motion. That was a great set piece, by it was the way, a great, that was a great action a great sequence, set piece, yeah. And then the transition in the next scene was clunky. Was it like a, a, a fade or a dissolve? No, it was almost the opposite. It was almost like a smash cut. Smash cut. Anyway, anyway. I don't remember what happened, what preceded that, but I do remember saying, this is interesting action. Like, and there's a number of action sequences, as you would imagine, with this movie, for those of you who have not seen it. That one in particular was one that they obviously had circled on the calendar. Sure. Like they spent a lot of time on that one in particular. Reminiscent of uh, the scene, not the same, but similar to the scene we like so much in. Uh, X-Men uh, with the slow motion, Quicksilver. You know, he, he always delivers, right? Yeah. Like Atomic uh, Blonde, like there's that one yeah. scene, it's a one take. In the but it's, it's, or the, the stairwell. It's impressive for different reasons, but they, they did some really inventive fun stuff with the one you're talking mm-hmm. about. where the, And they do that fun little trick too, where this movie is exceptionally violent, but uh, the creatures they happen to be slaughtering left and right yeah. uh, don't bleed red, so yes. I think the sensors, uh, the MPA is cooler with giving them PG-13 because it's yellow sloshing it's all through. A, it's a real hack yeah. to get a PG-13 rating. It really is. I mean, like, going back to Scorsese, what he did with uh, Taxi Driver all mm-hmm. those years ago is he put like a red tint over the film for the final scene, which was exceptionally bloody, but it made the blood pop a little mm-hmm. less. Nowadays, you know, you take the uh, the vibrance down right. uh, and- yeah, that got them through with the sensors. They're like, okay, we can't, the red is not popping as much, the red blood, so we'll give you, we won't give you an NC-17 or an X, which was what they were threatening at the time. There's a lot of fun stuff in this movie. I, I think I was just, I was hoping for special and I got very good. Very good is still very good. It doesn't seem like a final, right? Because it's, it's a very particular mm-hmm character story which you know right off the bat because it opens up with him listening to a song and being kind of mopey and walking around their little base or whatever it is and it's his story all the way through even though he's not there for half of it that's true but it's all about rocket everything's about rocket and it's a weird way to end a trilogy where it's all i guess it's all about family and like you know they're sticking up for their own and yeah, whatever. It, it's it's once again, and I say this all the time with these MCU movies, way better than it had to be, and way better than the the, the blockbusters that we grew up with. Sure. Oh, dude, this would have been a yeah CGI the, 
And a special effects mess. Despite the fact that Sylvester Stallone's in it, being yes, Sylvester ironically. Stallone, he was so out of place. He was. He uh, was good in two, though. Yeah. He's in it very briefly, but it, it was some of the most believable Stallone acting I've seen. Really? Yeah. In this, he was just kind of giving out orders. There was really no need for him other than exposition. Yeah. You know who was enjoyable? It was Cosmo the Space Dog. The, the few... It was a running gag, but it was it, I enjoyed it. I mean, you saw what was coming, though, right? With yeah, the bad, of course. bad dog. It was good. It was it was fine. It was what it was. But all the characters are just a little bit off for me. Maybe that's right in James Gunn's wheelhouse. And that mm. same with Super though. Like Super, I liked it a lot. But there was just something. Is that the Rain Wilson one? Yeah, mm. something a little off about it. But maybe it's just you know my sense of humor and his sense of humor just don't line up perfectly. I but think they do. That's what I would think too. But then it doesn't. <laughs> it does but it does not maybe it's because he's tethered maybe it's because he's got you know a, a leash with these PG-13 uh, giant properties I don't mm. know but Super too like a lot in Super to love uh, Super was uh, a movie about a guy who wants to be a real ser- superhero but he's not and he just takes it upon himself to- oh Kevin Bacon's in there too forgot alright yeah okay you're taking a break oh Kevin Bacon does play a douche in Super <laughs> he's like James I'll work with you again buddy but come on Super yeah, let's take a quick little break and come back and talk about Nausicaa. I've been broken, Brian. Nausicaa broke me. Nausicaa, uh, well, let's put Anderson back together after this. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? (laughs) You get the goofiest game in history, Queen's Podcast. Hi, I'm Nathan. And I'm Katie. And we're the hosts of Queen's Podcast. Join us while we spill the tea on women from history. We get into all kinds of stories here, like biographies of lesser known figures. For instance, Saida Haltura, powerful pirate queen. To the stories you might already know, like Marie Antoinette or Cleopatra, but with a fun twist. Each queen is paired with a cocktail that'll totally get you in the mood to hear fun, juicy, and dramatic stories from history. Because history is so much more than just dudes on a battlefield, and we believe that the female perspective and roles are just as deserving of their time in the spotlight. Right. So come get to know these queens. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers. 
For the fourth year in a row, Dawn is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Dawn continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Dawn is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. Welcome back. Let's get into the uh, our assigned film. You like my obnoxious shirt? <laughs> That's a very obnoxious shirt. I created it. Don't, yeah. You did? Yeah. It's been a dream of mine to have an obnoxious shirt like this. Oh. It's just, it just has a picture of a duck and then UCK because it's a duck shirt, right? I'm wearing this in honor of the uh, the Anaheim ducks that got screwed in the, the NHL draft oh, last terrible. night. They got screwed. And, uh, How they got screwed? A team that covered up child rape. Oh. Uh, it got the first overall oh pick, and the uh, Ducks are getting the second overall pick. Hmm. Interesting. It seems like a poor decision. It does. Yeah, whoever approved that is. Oh, it's a bingo ball. Approved it. Cancel hey, the bingo ball. Did you talk to Tyler I, Booth? I still like uh, your, your, the Blackhawks over there, but it is unfortunate what Black happened. Blackhawks? The Blackhawks, yes. And uh, yeah, I feel like uh, some other, other things probably should have taken place. Mm. Rather than them getting the uh, the number one overall pick when that's all still so recent, all right. Is it a problem they're scouting teenagers? <laughs> it's a problem, Brad. Uh, yes, of course. I talked to uh, to Booth. Yes, I talked to Tyler Booth yesterday, uh, and uh, we talked a lot of anime. Tyler Booth, a signer of Nausicaa of the Valley of the, that's a lot of ofs. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind was assigned to us by Tyler Booth as a 1984 film written and directed by Hayao Hayao. Uh, Miyazaki. 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 Yeah. Uh, I saw the, uh, the the new dub. There there was a poor dub, apparently, many years ago, and uh, redubbed in 2005, starring Alison Lohman as the titular right. Nausicaa. Right. Patrick Stewart, Shia LaBeouf, Uma Thurman also voicing in this. 89% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is streaming on HBO Max. Strangely enough, uh, it's a... Uh, Despite being a uh, redubbed and re-released by Disney in 2005, this is not on Disney Plus. This is HBO yeah, Max. HBO's got the their their claws in it. I, I was surprised as well. But he, they got a lot. They have like a Ghibli channel over there, almost like a, a section. Oh, really? When you watch these, because I was inspired and I watched Spirited Away. Okay. Oh, cool. I watched it in Japanese. Are right. you not supposed to? Do, are you supposed it to depends. watch the dub? I've talked to, uh, now. There's going to be. Because I couldn't get a clear answer online. It seemed like oh, it was careful either, with that group, too. Because it seemed like, oh, you have to watch in Japanese. The nuance is lost and blah, blah, blah. And it, it seemed like normally that's the right thing to do. So I went I went Japanese with the subtitles. Some of the older ones before Disney got involved, they kind of threw in the English sub uh, dub. They're, and they're, they're clunky. They're really bad. Like I was talking about Akira. We watched uh, Akira. We watched Randor the Japanese Potts. one, right? Yeah. But I, was, I switched over and I listened to a little of the dub for like five, ten minutes and it sounded like Snoopy. It sounded like Peanuts. It was really bad. Yeah. That was from the 80s. <laughs> this one, like Brian said, was uh, redubbed in 2005 and I like to think that when we have like actors' names who you recognize, they know how to do voice uh, a lot of the listeners who I've talked to who have a, a very large place in their heart for these anime movies will say, you know, it depends, it's project movie to movie. So uh, this one uh, with the new dub, I think that it's okay to watch it with Spirited Away. I just watched that dubbed a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Totally worked. Really? But I used to be such, so like such a movie snob. I remember I saw 
Ponyo or Ponyo, however you say it, in the theaters, which is coming back, by the way, the yeah. 15 year anniversary. Oh. I, I made sure that I found a theater. I had to drive farther too, so I could watch the subtitled version because I'm like, otherwise I'm not seeing the actual <laughs> movie. But I've, I've, I've grown. And that's how I felt, and I wasn't sure if it. How did it land though with you? I enjoyed it a lot, but was I was a, wondering if I would have enjoyed it more if it was dubbed. I would recommend with something like Spirited Away where there's so much going on and it's kind of hard to follow at times because it's just so insane that yeah. watching the dubbed would probably help, especially for novice viewers. Good to know. Myself included, right? And Miyazaki is the type of guy, and I kind of equate him to H.R. Giger, where he's, you see, we see things that are creative, right? Like Guardians of the Galaxy, exceptionally sure, creative, but sure. you can tell like there's a bunch of people it's saying what, what could be... Miyazaki seems like these things are just inside of them, yeah. inside of him. He doesn't know why they're there, but they have to come out and, and they do in these stories and these creatures and these characters. And they're like living nightmares. It seems like that with him. Mm. And definitely the case with Spirited Away, which still remains on basic, still my favorite anime movie I've seen. Right, loud. But this one is the one that broke me and has me spending more time than I like to admit researching not only Miyazaki, really? but other other iterations and okay. other anime films. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Uh, tell us first, uh, Tyler Booth, I assume a, a fan of the genre. Has, uh, why did he assign this to us? Yeah, but you know, he doesn't go way, way back either. Like he uh, first got turned on to these through Spirited Away, which I was pleased to hear because I was feeling a little bit embarrassed, you know, when I say that that's what, that was my, my door to Pandora's box in this case. That'd be like Star Wars getting into sci-fi. Yeah. It's, I feel like that's and totally then you understandable. End up over a, a Star Trek eventually, right? Some do. And Firefly. Yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> and Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Nasca, take it away. No, okay, I already set it up, but a uh, uh, fun fact, although technically made before the official founding of Studio Ghibli, uh, is it Ghibli or Ghibli? I don't know. Okay. I'll Unless say it how Ghibli. I like. Uh, it is widely uh, considered to be the first Ghibli film. Ghibli. So this opens with... Um, it's uh, we're told that this is a uh, futuristic uh, sort of apocalyptic landscape. It takes place a thousand years after the fall of civilization, mm -hmm. so it's some undetermined many 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 years in the future. Uh, and uh, we 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 do we start with the old man or do we start with the girl? I recall. I think it was the old man. It's a long movie, and I've seen three since. So uh, <laughs> let me see if I have it in my notes where we start. We start in the old, I believe, either way, we start inside of what we revealed to be a toxic jungle, uh, which is oh, yeah, creeping, the girl. creeping ever closer to, yes, you're right, creeping ever closer to uh, this valley that is protected by the wind. That's yes. why it's the valley of the wind. And Nausicaa, uh, our, our, hero, our heroine, heroine, is the um, princess of, mm. of uh, the valley of the wind. Yes, she's a very, very uh, a kind princess. She's, uh, she's very empathetic. Empathetic. And uh, what it is, Brian's saying is like a thousand years after civilization has fallen and, and evolution is taking over and the earth is ridding itself of human beings with this, mm. these poisonous uh, forests. Essentially. Yeah, we find, we come to learn that there were seven, they, they refer to the, uh, the apocalyptic event uh, in the past as the seven days of fire. Yes. So, yeah. Which, and we see little glimpses of what that was and there's large creatures involved. Uh, they're kind of, tipping their hat to what's what's to come later in the movie. There's three warring factions in this movie. It's not unlike uh, Game of Thrones at times, trying to keep up with who the warring factions are, why they're doing this, why they're doing that. Uh, we get to see how other rulers are uh, in this uh, universe. It's got, it's got a little bit of Dune to it, too. Got some Dune to it. And uh, ultimately, it's about the ohms and the uh, large insects, which are the main... It's got a little Starship Troopers to it as well. And 
uh, it's got Mandalorian a- involved. I really, and, and I should also say before we get too far down the path, and I don't know how much longer we're going to talk about uh, Nausicaa, other than this is an amazing movie. I absolutely love this fucking movie. It was uh, pretty cool. It's it's got uh, the the cross between medieval weaponry and like modern Future day weaponry tech, yeah. was really really cool. Because they're living almost well, they're not nomadic, but they're living. Uh, uh, very meager lives. Yeah. You know, it's a almost like a settlement. There's no big cities. And no. this is also another response. And I was talking to Tyler Booth about this to, you know, Hiroshima. Japan and Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki. Nagasaki. And like these, these stories are obviously coming from a very painful place from, from Japan's history. And um, so ultimately it's, it's about the, the themes are, you know, about giving back to the earth and working with the earth mm-hmm. and not just killing everything. Uh, Nausicaa's main, because there's these, sorry to interrupt, there's these mutated insects, or refer to them as insects, but uh, yeah, they, they, they're they're the wild cards in this, you know, with the warring factions, they got to also deal with these insects. They're monsters. Are, yeah, they're, they're, they can do whatever they want, essentially. I just absolutely love this movie, and uh, I, there's, I, if, if you're hesitant to watch anime, and I know a lot of you are, myself included, because it just seems above my pay grade, to use that phrase again, and also it's intimidating because there's so many people that are so invested in the in this genre. And uh, a lot of it, in talking to Tyler Booth, a lot of these were not available until very recently. Like the only oh. way to watch them is you'd have to like buy a Blu-ray from Japan. And, and then- And change your region on your- uh, There was all sorts of hoops like you had player. to jump through. And now- you a know, special player just to play yeah, that Yeah, yeah, got a region free player. They're readily available to rubes like you and I, like all of us, right? And we can uh, partake in the majesty that are, it's, it's the story, it's the animation, it's the creativity and the themes that all work together in unison to make- I, throughout this movie, was really wishing that I was in a theater watching this. And if this were to show, and it does sometimes, I think just a few years ago, showed up at, the, uh, at a theater, like Ponyo is doing soon. This is an all-immersive experience would really lend itself to a movie like this. Yeah, this is a spectacle. It, it is. It's, a, it's mm. a spectacle. And I'm finally, I don't give a fuck if you who have been into this for decades know way more than me. That's fine. Educate me. So I, confrontational. I, I, so adversarial. Because it's... It's intimidating, I, and I and I go back to my little brother, who's way into this shit, mm. way into it, always has been. And Is like he, he giving you the fucking finally, dude. Fuck. No, he wanted. He'd be like, Psh, you don't even know what you're talking about. He gives you, he gives you those. Like it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's like almost this, like a hipster attitude. This is part of the starter pack for this. Yeah, but a lot of our listeners are, are really we cool, were. and they're they're you know assigning us these movies, and oh, it I finally see, see. it finally took. It finally, Nausicaa is the one that took me, put me over the edge. I've kind of been threatening it with some of the ones that we've seen recently from other directors, but I'm definitely going to watch all of Miyazaki's uh, catalog. You see uh, Princess Mononoke? That's also another one of Miyazaki's ones. And uh, I guess it's, I talked to Booth about that yesterday for a while. And uh, yeah, that one's uh, a little more PG-13. Should not be watching that with the boy. Speaking of which few too many upskirts in this movie for my taste. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that I up. I am in. Is on HBO? That was one of my problems Easy. as well. <laughs> and here's the story anyways, and I, I tend to believe the story. Because uh, uh, Nausicaa uh, wears a uh, inappropriately short skirt. Yeah, very short skirt and uh, you know boots and you see Isn't a lot of thighs. Shtick? Isn't it the... Kind of is, and that gets mixed in with a lot of... I don't think Miyazaki's guilty of it as much as like some of the other. I think the second or third time we get like clear butt cheek, I, I was like, all right. The first time I was like, oh, I didn't think I was going to see that. Here's kind of like watching an American movie and going, there's a lot of guns in these movies. Mm, could be. Is it just kind of part of it? Yeah. 
part of their culture. Yeah. Celebrated part of their constitution. So funny how Hollywood's all like, you know, we're on our soapbox and you shouldn't be using guns, which, you know, I'm on that side for sure. Mm-hmm. I think the gun, guns are out of control. We need to have a discussion, right? Obviously, but I'm not going to get into that. But then like every other movie, it's just like gun porn. It's like, guys, pick a fucking link. Yeah, what do you want? So yeah, apparently the color of her pants <laughs> happened to, no, this is real. And she if wasn't you look, wearing pants. You no, know, she was wearing pants. They were just white. And I think something in the transfer happened, so it made it look even oh, more. Really? Yeah. Oh. More like it was, that like was she's not wearing that, pants. And what I saw was flesh. And that's not even a skirt. Turns out, and I went back and I looked, and when you look closely, and I, I did so. I was looking <laughs> close. Uh, frame by frame. She's she's wearing pants. And it's just they're they're a color that looked like it might be her skin. And it's not even a skirt, it's her jacket, and she has a belt over her jacket, so it's a long jacket. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. She's not so So it's not actually a skirt. It's not a skirt. So if it's not pants, she's just not wearing pants. She's just wearing a jacket like a flasher. Okay, so you're saying as originally illustrated, it should have been pants. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Hulk's not supposed to be green, but okay. it, it came out that way. Okay, all right. Hey, you know what? That's a, that's a reasonable explanation. That's what they say. Uh, and, you know, you just saw Spirited Away. It, yes. Is Wait, there any, like, overtly this? sexual stuff in there? No. no. There was, I don't think there was really any of it. No. Even with the, the, the romantic and the, and the love interest, there was very little. I don't ah. think there was really anything. It was very, like, kind of childish puppy love idealization. There wasn't really anything overtly... The creativity that I think that might be the most creative movie I've ever seen. It's very Guillermo in some ways. Yeah, I would agree with, with that. With the creatures yeah. and the grotesquery and the... But for whatever reason, I feel like Guillermo is like, you know, he has to reach a little bit. Most of us do. Pretty much everyone does, right? You got to reach for creativity. And it, I get the sense of Miyazaki, like he can't help it. Like he like he didn't need to have those three heads rolling around. Like he could have <laughs> so- just had something, but like that just came to him in a dream. And he's like, it has to be this. And, they, and they don't say a word, but they're still somehow funny. Yes. I highly recommend Spirited Away. But this this is the one that makes me think that I'm missing out on all sorts of great filmmaking because of my own fear of, of dipping my toe. I'm, I'm in. In a weird way, this felt like a, a bigger, I don't know what bigger is the word I'm using, but a bigger movie than Akira. You know what I mean? Like this was... This was a spe- we mentioned before. It's a spectacle, you know. It's just the it's a. I think the a story fantasy. is bigger and it's easier to follow. Yeah. And wrap our heads around, right? Yeah, with the war, yeah, with the warring factions and the last people on earth. But we really liked weathering with you as well. It's a different flavor, and maybe, very different. Maybe you know, and that's the thanks to TJ, who's also been opening our our eyes. And uh, yeah, all right. So here we are, and I think there's a lot of people listening who are are like you and I, and there's a lot of people who are listening who's like, yeah, finally, you idiots. This is great. These are great movies that you just blindly ignore, foolishly. And here we are. Thank you for educating us, Tyler. Mm-hmm. And everyone else, TJ, and everyone else is, uh, who's no, been doing something. No, oh, Okay. We have one uh, coming up in the very near, near future, Barbara. Really, really? And that's my neighbor, Totoro. And that's thanks to Leif Nording. Oh. Leif. Leif? Leif. God damn it, Leif. No, I'm could sorry. Be, could be Leif. There's, yeah. Nordling. Leif, Leif Erickson. Leif uh, Fines. Anyways, my neighbor, Totoro, will be watched by us. And we can watch that with the kids. Ooh. That's G-rated, yo. Really? And that's Miyazaki as well. All right. So I'm excited. What else? I kind of want to save uh, Judy Bloom. We're almost we're almost at an hour. What did you have? You had something unofficial or something, right? I'm just gonna talk Puss in Boots. I don't have a whole lot to say. About Come on, Puss in Boots. The people are waiting for it. So I think this is a classic case of classic film. You going in, <laughs> and a lot of people going in thinking they're just seeing some Puss in, Puss in Boots bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Which the first my one, expectations were low. The first one was. High, I think it's like 86% on the Rotten Tomatoes. I looked it up. 
recently. This is the Paddington 2 of Puss in Boots movies. Paddington 1 was very good. Right. Paddington 2 was holy shit. Yeah, that's, like, that's what this was. Yeah. But I mean, I'd, I'd hold Paddington 1 and 2 in a different league than Puss in Boots 2. Of course. No, Puss. of course. Of course. This was like your number two movie of the year. I think Paddington might have been number one. No, no I saw it late. So Paddington, mm. I had heard from a number of people that it was absolutely fantastic. Which the first one? one. The first one. Which one? The first one. Paddington. Paddington, okay. And it's, it, stood, it stood up to that. Like, it, it delivered, even though I went in, like, arms folded. Like, there's no way Paddington's going to be good. This dumb bear, come on. It's going to be awful. It was way better than uh, I had expected, even after having been told mm. that it's, gonna, it's very good. Paddington 2 came out. I was already, you know, waiting in line, and it delivered. Like, holy shit. Like, so funny. So well made. So... Speaking of Guillermo del Toro, I think that was his favorite movie of the year, Paddington 2. A lot of people's favorite movie of the year. <laughs> so unexpected, right? Uh, Paddington uh, 2 is one of the best movies of the year. There's parts of Puss in Boots, especially mm -hmm. when they do the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse animation, which was few and far between. There was a select scenes that were... Yeah, usually involving the wolf. Denoted for that, yeah. And the wolf was great. And there was a lot the of... The wolf was great. The wolf was legitimately scary. Without the wolf, the movie loses an entire star. Puss, really? Puss himself is fantastic. I loved his accent. And I think there's a whole lot more of that in the first one, if you like Puss. It, it gets a whole star and a half back because of Jack Horner. I think there was a Wicker Man, a, a Wicker Man reference in there, which I appreciated, about the bees. Right. Pretty sure that was a direct reference uh, with the not the bees. Oh, that the bees. One point. It, was, it was better than I expected, but it did not live up to all the hype from you and oh. a number of listeners. Now, just as many listeners tell me that you got to watch this, you're not being fair, would be like, would hit me with like, hey, it's good. It's better than you expect, but people need to relax. It's not like the number two movie of the year, as Brian is suggesting. And that's kind of where I fall. Atticus and I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, I even got chills a couple times, which I would not like to admit. And I wish I could rewind on that part right now. What can about we, the cricket? What about I'll, the I'll mark it. The cricket was very funny. Mm. It, was, it was really well done, but it I, doesn't hold a candle to... At least 12 other movies that we saw. <laughs> no, I disagree with that. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Every time I get a, uh, anything up inside my fingernail, which happens way more often than you'd mm. imagine. Like I, I get things like Why? popped up in there because I, I work with my hands a lot. And oh, I got cuts fault. on them all the time. I always think of puss, puss uh, <laughs> you know, doing that with mm. the, uh, the giant. It's a good movie, especially if you have kids. Enjoy yourself. But uh, if you're like a grown man, you don't have kids in the room, I don't know how much you're going to get out so of it. So I don't need to see it. I don't think you need to. Oh, we absolutely do. I don't think you value a human if, life. If you're in a bad mood and uh, you, you want some cheering up and you're just looking for some, some empty calories, it's a little bit better than that. It's a good movie. But I, it's, the hype needs to settle down. Four-star film. Number two is your fuck. Life changing. What? Brian, the amount of movies we should watch, we should have at least three to five movies in our top five at the end of the year that are five-star movies. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't. Some years we don't. Puss and Boots. It's very enjoyable. It is. It's enjoyable. <laughs> it is enjoyable, but it wasn't like I thought about I it. I on the fun scale. I was going to say, it's actually really fun. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Like, I still think about that movie almost, almost fucking daily. I think about that movie. Like, that's forever in my brain. It's on par. Puss in Boots is not on par. No. Puss in Boots is. Spider Man's all better. An unexpected yeah. pleaser. Crowd pleaser. A gem. If you like it that much, Brian, go watch the first one. There's more of the same. Hmm. Especially if the wolf isn't the one giving an extra star for you. Like, it's, it's Puss himself. That's an extra star for you. I, I, that's what I said, but you said it gave oh, it an extra Jack, star I and a half. I said Jack Horner. Okay. The, the, the little Jack Horner is that in the corner. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, right? It was him, right? The it, big guy, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See? Oh, yeah, no sticking power. No, I just I forgot the name. I had, I had a second thought. 
All right. So Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I, I didn't even say the full title. He, he really likes his Gaspacho. Gaspacho. Oh, and this is also a little throw-in, just because mm-hmm. uh, we're a little light in the, uh, this week. Uh, if, you, if you like uh, Horatio, no, wait, uh, Hank Azaria, Horatio Sands. Hank Azaria, <laughs> if, you like, if you like yourself some Hank uh, Azaria over, over the top, you've seen American Sweethearts? Oh, no, I have not. I was assigned American Sweethearts off, uh, like under the table, off the show. I like that. Uh, Hank Azaria steals every scene he's in. He is doing the most over-the-top Latin American I've ever seen, and that's from a man who's done <laughs> Birdgate. He did Caesar and Birdgate. Wow, more he's so. He's over, more over-the-top, and he has some laugh-out-loud, very, very funny scenes in this 2004 movie. I don't know, but it's a Brian movie from oh, beginning to that? end. You would love I thought it. you were talking about a new film. No, it's, uh, it's that John Cusack, yeah. uh, right? Yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. This is a movie that, that was made for Brian, but if you- if, America's Sweethearts. Yeah, America's Sweethearts. I call it America's Sweethearts. America's Sweethearts. Yeah, this is a Brian movie. I think it was streaming somewhere. I could be wrong. But yeah, Eric uh, Robbins uh, assigned me that one, and there is definitely some great Hank Azaria uh, stuff in there. Very, very funny Hank Azaria stuff. The rest of the movie is- uh, it is what I, Eric and I had a nice discussion on what could have made it great in my eyes. Anyways, Billy Crystal got a co-writing credit. He co-wrote it. It's a very yeah. Billy Crystal movie and much of it. Much oh, of yeah. it is very Billy Crystal. All right. I like all that. Christopher Walken crushes it in America's Way. This right. is an unofficial, uh, not a recommendation, but if you're looking for a movie night with your wife and she likes rom-coms, okay. uh, you could do way worse. Shit, now I want to see it. This is a Brian movie from beginning to end. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't seen it. And I was watching it thinking if Brian assigned me this movie, I would be so pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> really, you should probably approach movies regardless. Of you know what I was able to do? Assign them to you. Because that wasn't in my head. As I was able to kind of sit back and really key in on what makes a good rom-com and just realize how I would not be able to do it. It, it takes a real skill set, I think, to be able to make an effective rom-com. And this one nails it, I think. Okay. The critics didn't like it. That was your observation. Critics didn't like it. Neither did the... Uh, we have uh, Eric and I were talking. Uh, there's a theory that, uh, that Eric has that and I think he might be right is... This was coming off of High Fidelity. It was mm-hmm. Cusack's first movie after High Fidelity, and a lot of people who wanted more High Fidelity went and saw this very light rom com. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're not we're not in. Okay, all right. I believe you. So that's that's. Uh, and then next week maybe we'll do a little Judy Bloom. Forever, forever. Okay, or or just next week. I'm gonna have three three full movies next week. Jeez, so plus Ju- Judy Bloom, I guess. Or how am I gonna see these films? I don't know, but uh, also I have I have I assigned you Out of the Past from Jared Patrick. No. Oh, we're going to see a noir classic, 1947, Out of the Past, Bri Bri, Mitchum. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Don't make that noise uh, when I assign you a listener uh, film. Didn't oh, seem right. The past. It's not you? Puss in Boots, uh, I guess. Not, uh, there are very few Pusses or Boots. Oh, Out of the Past. You're going to rent those on Amazon for just three bucks. We'll be watching Out of the Past. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's catch up with the classic, kids. All right. Okay. It's a very short film, 97 minutes. It's not that short, Brian. It's an hour and 37 minutes, which is not... Well, I'm trying to sell it to people. I'm oh. saying it's not a big time investment. I think if people hear those two hours and 20 minutes, they're less likely to see it. Unless it's Guardians. Unless it's Guardians. I wonder if they did cut something out of that uh, awkward transition you're talking about. Or, I don't know. It was a good scene, but then to the next one was like, whoa, okay, we're here. I don't remember being affected by that, mm-hmm. but I do remember there was some, there was some clunkiness that going on with edits and, and line readings and there was some of that which you wouldn't expect from no I wouldn't exactly my, my, my thought ah. thanks Tyler Booth for assigning us Nausicaa we appreciate it and we enjoyed it so uh, 
good on you. If you guys want to sign us a movie to watch and discuss and view and flick fest, uh, just uh, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thefilmvault, and assign us uh, or sign up for the assigner level. Uh, you can do it all at once if you want to. It's six months uh, of membership gets you the right to assign us a film. But if you'd like to pay all at once, you can get in line today and assign us a movie. We got some more coming up, Brian. We got some more anime coming up with Perfect Blue, thanks to Chad Ice. And then, uh, of course, my neighbor at Totoro, which we'll be watching in a couple weeks. All right. Uh, which is also a Miyazaki movie. Check out The Lion-Faced Boy. They're our featured artist. They are AndersonandBrian.com for more info. AndersonandBrian.com is where you go for the uh, Amazon link, which we appreciate you guys using, by the way. Thank you very much. Instagram is AndersonandBrian. TikTok is AndersonandBrian. The Film Vaults on Twitter and Facebook. The Film Vault Podcast on YouTube. Speaking of which, thanks, Mike, or Eric Kath for uh, maintaining that uh, YouTube page. Appreciate it. Thanks to Mike Cole. I recently uh, went over to look at our gambling stats thinking, oh, we haven't assigned anything to each other in a while. I wonder if Mike Cole's ke- keeping it up. He'll see tallies who wins nice. each week and then who wins the month. Mike is uh, on top of it. So thanks Thank you, for your Mike. help. Appreciate that. Mitch Burns, as always, with all your work with the uh, listener top five, the listener uh, list, the listener professions. Appreciate it. And Giovanni for uh, your tragic comic emails uh, yeah. about the past. I'm going to be reading that uh, top of the show next now on, on the next, on the top five episode this week, which is top five irresponsible gun handling scenes. Thanks to Brian, better Brian McCauley, but he's the better Brian in my life. Check how well uh, Brian Borders the best Brian, but uh, he spells his name properly. Okay, so he doesn't fall into that. of the Brian's with the Y. Yes, am I at least better? Top, top better. two. I think you're top five, which oh, is good, right? Hey, I'll stop there. Yeah. Stop there. I had enough. Uh, thanks, all you guys, for listening. Check out uh, loadedforbearedoc.com. And until next time. We do it for Van Gogh. You did me like Judas. You did me like Judas. You did me like Judas.